Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. Saturday. I love Twitter. <laughs> Anyone who's been reading our Twitter for the last few minutes will realize that Clint is uh, learning Twitter very slowly. Um, <laughs> but we're getting there. Uh, for you, those who don't know, usually, I'm usually the one doing the uh, tweeting, and Clint's trying to tell me what to say most of the time. So I let him take to it for the night. So that should be interesting. Yeah, I, I'm I, done. I, I apologize now for anything that's. Uh, Incoherent on Twitter. <laughs> how you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm sore. So, you know, now before you get into that, because I I know <laughs> um, you are in a much better mood since you've eaten. Yeah. Oh God, I was wasn't I not really cranky earlier today? You were a pumpkin. Your <sighs> stem was poking out. <laughs> you were. I, you know, I haven't seen you in a mood that bad <laughs> since the Oakland Athletics swept the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> Well, and that's my problem, you know. If, if I don't eat, I'm one of those people that I absolutely lose it and I just start falling apart. So, well, not only did you have a stem out, but your tiara was crooked. It was. <laughs> they should make a Snickers commercial. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. I couldn't agree more. I was, uh, I'm like Joe Pesci. Have you ever seen that commercial? With a few guys? No, I was thinking Betty White or uh, Roseanne Barr. Or... <laughs> So, so how you feeling tonight? <laughs> me and Roseanne, that's actually a good. You could actually totally. And you'd never be able to tell us apart. I was just going to say you could actually dress up as her for Halloween and be awesome. Oh, that's too funny. We should do that. You should be Rose Bar and I'll be DJ. <laughs> oh, and it starts. So, other than that, your week was good. Yeah, it was. I'll tell you, I took uh, I took a little boy to his first ball game. Well, probably the first ball game that he'll remember. He actually got uh, a foul ball. No kidding. Totally excited. Yeah. Totally excited. It was uh, a good time. Real and, good time. Uh, did you have to knock over another adult to get said foul ball? I, I'm i not answering that question <laughs> on the air. You weren't that guy that rips it from another little kid and gives it to yours, were you? Little kid, no. She was 13. <laughs> Yes, she was. <laughs> she was strong. She bit me and everything. Well, it's good to see that the black guy is finally healing. Uh, <laughs> just keep putting ice on it, buddy. You'll be fine. I can't <laughs> believe the cops wouldn't accept my citizen's arrest. <laughs> <laughs> well, she totally hit you first, didn't she? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. 
Uh, my only question is, how did you look on the uh, on the big screen out in center field? The, the jumbotron. Right? Yeah, how do you think I look? I look awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, that's usually how you look after you get beaten up by a paper. Well, poker. yeah, especially when I have a paper bag on my head. <laughs> hard to see the black eye through it, but it works. <laughs> hard to see the ball too. <laughs> the one she jammed in your mouth broke all your teeth. <laughs> Fine, you want it here, old man. <laughs> I didn't know it was worth that much to you. <laughs> I've got three. Oh man. So So and now what about you? Did you take your ibuprofen? Oh god, I am sore. Speaking so, of getting butts kicked by uh the younger generation. <laughs> so I have relatives in from out of town from back east and uh my niece and my nephew are both thirteen we're thinking of fun things to do. One of them we did was a uh, I think your niece was the one who no, they wrestled the foul ball away from uh, me. <laughs> Actually, it wouldn't shock me. She's a black belt. So she legitimately probably could. At 13? Yeah, I'm not kidding. Right. No exaggeration, yeah. She's she's pretty badass. Okay, no need to brag. Go ahead. So, sorry. Uh, so we decided to do one of those indoor rock climbing gyms. Yeah. And at first, I wasn't even going to do it, and then uh, I got called out. A lot of old statements. and uh, <laughs> So I said, you know, I'll hang with the kids. And uh, I did it, and I actually made it to the top a few times. Uh huh. It was shocking. Moving my frame up 25 feet in the air is kind of scary. Now, were you on the, the big wall, or were you on the toddler wall? <laughs> I started with the toddler wall, and I okay. fell off that a few times, and I said, hey, this doesn't hurt that bad. I'm going to the big one. <laughs> um, no, but I, So can I get the bungee on the toddler wall? <laughs> what do you mean I'm not tall? Well, what do you mean and, I'm too tall? And I'll tell you something. I, I had a fear of heights uh, that I can remember. But they have an auto-belaying system, so you hook in, and it's like a machine that kind of bounces your weight and slows you down if you fall and all that. Okay. I watched it work probably 10 or 15 times before I tried to use it. Everyone else was climbing, whatever. The guy is, which, you know, I kind of wanted to smack the guy, and I'll tell you why. When he looks at me, and I'm asking him about the auto-belaying thing, and all I want to know is how it worked, like what sensor, you know, just trying to figure it out. And he goes, oh, you don't have to worry. It'll hold people up to 500 pounds, so you should be okay. So why were you upset about that? Listen, I'm not as young and thin as I used to be, but I'm nowhere close to 500 pounds. And the fact that he said, should be okay, was a little insulting. So I threw out all of his granola. Um, did <laughs> I did. I took his whole thing of granola, I threw it right out the window, I smashed tofu in his face, and I left. What did you do with his Birkenstock? I, well... No, they were on the other side of the room. I wasn't walking that far by the time I was done. Did you take his Occupy poster? <laughs> Actually, he wasn't a bad guy. Uh, but we had a good time. I did make it. I did live through it. Um, I did get bragging rights because on one of the walls, I did get higher than the other two. So um, that was my last Was that because they didn't climb it? No, <laughs> it was the toddler wall. They're like, I'm not yeah. even doing that. So, <laughs> so I paid for it. I was a little sore. But uh, what are you going to do? Uh, take ibuprofen. We just a covered lot that. Of it. I yeah. take a lot of ibuprofen. So, <laughs> what else? Well, this week, uh, a good friend, Rooster over Conservative Outcry, uh, put up forums for us on the Conservative Outcry page. Thank you, Rooster. So, if you go to conservativeoutcry.net and click on the Sackhead forums, uh, there's a whole bunch of forums under there. They're just starting to get going. There's not too much, but if you're around, check it out and uh, definitely participate. One of the cool things that we're doing, and this was Rooster's idea, I'll give him full credit, is uh, be part of the Sackhead Army. Take a picture with the sack in your head, like if you've seen us. A paper bag, I'm just going to clarify. Right now, a paper bag. Uh, our pictures are up. You've seen them, kind of how we roll. 
and uh, you know, participate. Take a picture of yourself, upload it, let us see who you are, where you're from. If it's really good, we'll post it as part of our show stream. And, uh, you know, we'll give you a credit and maybe a shout-out next week. And feel free to draw faces, decorate your paper bag, whatever you want to do to it, make uh, it the, interesting. The more the merrier. Um, and there's pen- plenty of people on Twitter who listen to us. Um, we have three followers now, so that's... It's actually double that now. Oh, wait, what's that? It's Never five. mind. That's I'm looking at a completely wait, different number. Three is five, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, definitely, uh, make it good, make it all up. Uh, Dude, you're... You're stammering. What, do we have a phone number tonight? We do. It's 347-205-9399 if somebody wants to call in. Now, I will warn you, Clint has access to the board tonight. So, out of the blue... Like, I know how this thing works. What's of, this button do? <laughs> if out of the blue, all of a sudden, like, we answer and we're talking, and then I don't realize that he answered and he doesn't know how to answer and he did it accidentally, and you start participating and I hang up on you, it's not your fault. So, I'll just tell you that right now. It's Clint's fault. A lot of it tonight is going to be Clint's fault. Wow, really? What? What? <laughs> I, I'm just, I don't, I got to make sure I know how this works. So let's get into it, and because uh, we've been moving. We taking a commercial? No, we're not taking a commercial. Oh. Tonight we're going to get, uh, let's get right into it. I want to get into the uh, repealing the amendment idea that we talked about. What? And I am doing everything you're not supposed to do in live radio. I just moved my microphone. No, you just wiggled in your chair. Your microphone is resting on top of your chest, which is awesome. Don't listen. The people can't see us, and we need to have an open, honest relationship with them. Okay. No, I'm lying. <laughs> so, you know, so, there, there do you want are, to go in order? Do you want to do 16 then 17? No, that no. makes too much sense. Okay, 17 first. No, I didn't say that. All right, fine. We'll go back to the 16. You know, I don't know. Which one I wanted to do. Why do you want to repeal the Second Amendment? No, what? (laughs) What kind of communist are you? Oh, that's another idea that came up for Sackhead's radio. Because we are moving towards this socialist, uh, quasi-communist state, we're contemplating replacing all of our C's with the letter K. (laughs) Just to honor um, our our potential move towards communism. What what do you think, comrade? Ah, comrade, I think we must do it. We'll deal with we'll deal with the Russians later when we talk about Syria. Oh God! But you know, I why know do you have to tease like that? Tease I think that's called a teaser in radio. When you bring because we're, tra- we we're trying to be radio uh, later on. We're, tra- we're trying to be a little more professional, so I was throwing that out there. Why do you have to call me on it? Well, because I, I didn't know what the hell you were doing. Was. You've never it's... been professional before. Why would you start now? I'm not. Do you see me with pants on right now? <laughs> no, but I've never seen you with pants on. <laughs> so. Which, so, one, which one do you want to start with? Whichever one I decide to talk about right now. Go for it. And, uh, okay. Here, we'll be here back after the, No, I'm <laughs> So, I, and I don't know what got me on this, this kick uh, this week. I, maybe it was of our discussions last week on California, which, by the way, I, I loved our discussions last week, and we apologize for the sound quality. Hopefully we've fixed that this week um, with some issues, but... Growing pains. This is only our third live show, uh, but yeah, but it's I, our first awesome one. No, we've had several <laughs> awesome ones. Go back and listen to the, the previous podcast. I was doing research just because I do, and, and you know me, I'm one of those people where I I read. I have like five or six books going at one time, and, and yeah, you're not well. Decide what I'm. I've never claimed to be okay, and 
one of the things I, I and I've thought about this before and, and talked about it before, not on this show, I don't think, uh, maybe maybe just in passing, but the 17th Amendment of the Constitution. And what that is is it provides for the, the election of the United States senators by popular vote. Now, and, wait a minute. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I don't even have to look at you. Okay, we all know what's wrong with that. Go on. <laughs> okay. Well, no, not all of us do. Some people think that sounds like a really good idea. And just to give to give a little background, um, the the senators used to be uh, chosen by the, the various state legislatures. And you mean prior, the way it was intended to be by the founders? Yeah. Hence, I said the way it used to be done. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to color. I'm trying to do a little color commentary. I'm trying. Listen, I'm being very. I'm angry. Okay, go. Okay. So they were chosen by by the various legislatures and put in. And what what happened is there was a lot of corruption. Uh, people were there. Were bribery taking place. Special interests and, and so forth were were were. Um, you know, there's a lot of corruption in the process. So with the intent to stem uh, some of that corruption, there was a movement um, to go to the popular election of the senators. And there's a, a couple problems with, with direct direct election of, of the senators. First of all, the premise of the fact that you have a the, the, the regional citizens, the citizens of a particular area, a smaller area, who, who elect their representatives to a state legislature. And those state legislators are supposed to be people of virtue, people of principles, who are able to come together and therefore appoint um, or elect senators to represent the states. Right. Well, if the legislators are and and uh, and in effect appointing people to the Senate who are corrupt or as a result of corruption, which would never happen. Which would never happen. Yeah, there's no corruption in government. <laughs> The people wanted to look at the system and said, hey, the system is broken. We need to fix the system. So, therefore, instead of allowing the legislators to con to continuously appoint senators, because that system has become corrupt, we need to change the system. And they did that by passing the 17th Amendment, which basically took the, the, right, to the right to appoint the senators out of the state legislators' hands and into the hands of the people. So, it, uh, when, when was that? Yes, yeah, like nineteen. It was early, right? It was like nineteen eighteen. Yeah, it was early. I, I believe it was nineteen thirteen. Thirteen. Um, I apologize. Yeah, right around a Woodrow Wilson. Weird. weird. That's another story, though. That's weird. But here's the fundamental Six issue with with that. The thought was that the system was broken. Therefore, you need to change the system. I think the problem wasn't the system. I think the problem was the people. Yeah, as always. The the people got laid. People elected legislators who were corrupt. And therefore, instead of looking upon themselves and saying, hey, we are electing people who are corrupt, and therefore that's where the corruption is coming from, they, they decided to change the system instead of looking and saying, you know what, maybe we people of value. We need to elect people who represent us based on principles. What happened? And that's a whole discussion perhaps for another show. That's not what happens even today. Right. The way that our government was originally designed is 
we had a, a – and by the way, in the Constitutional Convention, the idea of direct election of senators kicked around, and there was only one of our founders who disagreed uh, with, with that premise, one, out of everybody in the, in the Constitutional Convention. So I don't know, maybe that shows that it wasn't such a Popular good idea. idea. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that guy was you mean James, the, uh... J- James Wilson was the only member of the Constitutional Convention who supported um, electing the senators by popular vote. Bruce is in the chat room. His guess was Joe Biden. He thought it was Joe that was in the Constitutional Convention. <laughs> by the way, we had a discussion earlier about Joe Biden. Off track. Here we go. Completely off track. And and uh, a a a discussion that. Sean and I want to see happen. I want to. I do want to have. So remind us, and we'll get back to it. <laughs> but I'm not going to talk about it right now because I'm on another point. All right, I'm going to write it down though. <laughs> yeah, write it down because we'll forget, and we're trying to stay on point. So the the House of Representatives was originally designed to represent the people, yes. the individuals. Okay, uh, from from a specific geographic area, people go to the House of Rep- they represent the, their their local constituency. At the federal level, they represented the people. The state legislators were supposed to elect the senators in order to represent the interest of the state. Wait, are you saying that that would create some sort of balance? Well, yeah. And then you had the presidency that obviously um, was was the executive of of the federal government. Whoa. And therefore, you would have the, the power of the people represented. You have the people, the people's interests themselves represented. They would, in turn, elect state legislators who would be principled people and elect proper senators who would care for the the state's interests. And then you had the president, obviously, as as the executive. And when this changed, this was actually a big... You know, it's amazing. Again, for a group of racist aristocrats that our founders were, mm-hmm. it's amazing that they would put in such a uh, great system that would keep and maintain balance. It would, and that's it's a whole. Like they knew what they were doing, almost. But if you listen to the progressives, they didn't because you know times change. And why are you trying to get me angry? I'm just. I'm sorry. Go back. No, you're point. trying to get me angry. So now let's let's look at the current system. It's more of a move towards pure democracy, in Which that you we have never designed to be. No, the founders warned us against being a true democracy. In a lot of their writings, I mean, it's not hard to research and do. You can do that yourselves. You don't need a lecture from me on that. Um, they warned us against it being, becoming a pure democracy. So when the 17th Amendment was ratified and the senators were chosen by popular vote, you basically had the people now represented in two houses, and the state lost their representation. It was a huge power grab for the federal government because you took a major obstacle to federal uh, expansion of power out of the way. How many states, and I don't have the exact number in front of me, how many states brought lawsuit against the federal government for the health care bill? I honestly want to say it was like 22, 24. Some, somewhere around there. I don't have an exact number. It may have actually been more by the time everything was said. I, I, I don't know, but, but I think you're close with that figure. Do you think that, that this health care bill is in the best law of the states? Of course not. The states are going to be eating a huge cost. E- enormous. Is there any way that no, if More these, of a cost than they already do. Yes. Is there any way that you think the state senators, knowing that they have to or their state legislators, would have voted for a bill like that, knowing that their states would have to have to incur such a huge expense? They, they wouldn't could. be able to sustain it. No. No, not, absolutely not. But 
because they were elected by the people, now you have party faction and everything else involved, they're able to pass these major programs through. Um, the 17th Amendment allowed for a massive expansion in government. Um, it completely uh, negated the state sovereignty, not completely negated, but severely diminished state sovereignty and, and the 10th Amendment to our Constitution. And as a result, especially with the laws that we're seeing passed today, I'm calling for the repeal of the 17th Amendment. I'm not the first one to do it, but I'm, I'm doing it here today. Well, this would actually bring us back to a more balanced system. States' rights gets trampled on constantly. And we've talked about this before, and I think in our podcast before we did live shows. It's getting st- trampled on again with Obamacare. And the more states get chipped away at, their rights get chipped away at, they lose their independence and their sovereignty as a state, and they become more uh, uh, more one rather than individual, because that's part of the beauty of this country is we have 50 individual states with 50 individual laws. Some of them are different. Constitution gives the minimum amount of rights allowed, uh, allowed but the states could give you more different laws. There are some states that are very uh, uh, free when it comes to uh, uh, firearms and gun control, and if you want to live in one of those states, you can go to it. And other see that. states, like our friends on the West Coast, um, are the exact opposite in the uh, sanctuary state out there in California with the K. Yeah, yeah, I like that. See, but that, but that brings up a completely new argument on the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment is not supposed to be infringed by anybody, period. No. And the Tenth Amendment gives the states the rights to uh, address things not uh, enumerated not enumerated in the Constitution. The Second Amendment specifically is the rights of the people, um, or pertains to the people, but the right to keep and bear arms should not be infringed. It's a discussion for a whole other show, but if you read the Founders' um, writings and so forth on the Second Amendment, the people are absolutely supposed to be able to have the same types of arms as the military and so forth, because how else can they defend themselves against potential oppression or tyranny if if they don't? So, but again, that's that's a discussion for another show, and I think that'd be a good idea. We need to do a segment on the Second Amendment at well, some point. I couldn't agree with you, but it kind of brought up. You couldn't agree talking. with me? Why not? I couldn't agree with you more. Oh, I couldn't agree with you on a lot of different things, like wearing pants in the studio. I feel that's required. You don't. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. We kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. Is when uh, politicians, um, the president, representatives, any elected official starts to go against their uh, oath, you know, at what point does it become a violation of law versus just a punishable offense? Well, how many how many progressives go against their oath? Constantly. I mean, I mean, it's, how many how many of them actually protect, defend, and uphold the, the Constitution of the United States? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, we look at each other. Well, it's a living, breathing document. No, it's not a living, breathing no, it's document. Not. It's 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 a document established. It's set in stone. And if you want to change it, there's an amendment process you have to go through. It's not meant to be interpreted. And in, oh, moonbeam. I think this means this today. No, <laughs> moonbeam. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally true. And if uh, anyone, what's your name? My name's Happiness. How are you? I think this should mean this today. We all get free daisies. Everybody has to wear a daisy in their hair because it makes everybody feel wonderful. It's so great. <laughs> Pass the joint. To where? <laughs> what? What? Actually, no. I'd pass the hamburger joint and just go to the packy store. But uh, <laughs> that's me. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um, we have to get away from states losing their rights. States have to maintain their individuality. And politicians need to respect the Constitution, not constantly try to sidestep it, like say. But they don't. So how do we fix it? You get rid of them. I like that. You vote them out. Yeah. But in the, in the meantime. People need to stop paying attention to what the hell they're doing when they go into the voting booth and stop just voting what's popular. But they don't. And we also have this problem. Even though we have this, this 17th Amendment was created with the intention of, of getting rid of, of bribery and corruption and so forth, how much do we still have now? How many times? Oh, I mean, all the, the time. The people, the people have, in the state of California, we talked about it last week, are, are so disillusioned with their state legislature. The state legislature has a poor rating. And yet the same party has been in control. The Democratic Party has been in control since 1970, with the exception of one year. Right. The Republicans had it only in, in, the, uh, in the assembly. The Senate was still Democrat. And yet they, they have, they're that disillusioned, they're that upset, yet they keep electing the same stinking people. How many times, how many people have, have been in there for how, how long? Or go to a different office because of term limits or whatnot? No, I so, so, you know, you had the 17th Amendment. It was meant to fix one problem. It didn't. What it did is it caused the states to lose their sovereignty, a lot of its sovereignty. It's, it pushed us more towards a pure democracy. Okay, now how do we, how do we, how do we account for um, the rights of the states, or how can states survive when you have a federal government that's expanding so rapidly and it's swallowing up their interests? That's the problem. And, and see, now I'm angry. Well, and actually, Rooster in the chat room just brought up a really good point. First of all, He's trying to get the people in the chat room, if you're not in the chat room, jump in. He's trying to get the people in the chat room to play what Nancy Pelosi mated with. Um, so far, <laughs> Brock Lesnar and Michael Moore. So hopefully that'll add. Um, but Rooster says, you know, that 1970. Wait, I got one. Okay. The Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. <laughs> I already said Michael Moore. Oh, yeah, never mind. Yeah, my bad. But uh, Rooster says, hey, you know, what if the 1970 Democrats are not the 2012 Democrats, and they're not? He's right. But in California, they, they are. The progressive movement was in full swing. The progressive movement was in full swing yes, the end of the hippie era. 19, what, 10, the, tur the turn of the century. The, it started. The turn of the 20th century. And so, yeah, the 70s Democrats, the hippies, and oh, the feel-good people of, of that time are, are still there today. They just cut their hair and took a shower. Well, you had the, uh, what, the SLA? Uh, case in point, Jerry Brown was governor in California back then, and he's governor again now. I mean, nice work. No, really. And actually, we have a thought bubble from uh, Governor Moon being right about here. Oh. So, so, so it's nice of the governor to check in with us. <laughs> no, and somebody else, is, uh, sorry, it's Rooster again bringing up the point is that you know, Reagan was a 70s Democrat and late 60s Democrat, but I'm not saying he was the exception, though, yeah, because exactly. he, under, he understood. Yeah. And, and now being a Democrat is different than being a progressive. Totally different. And We've he, he, he was a conservative Democrat based on his beliefs at the time. Exactly. And we've had progressive Republicans in office as well, both at the national level and various state levels. So there's a difference between being a Democrat versus being a progressive Democrat. And in California, if you look at the history, there have been progressive Democrats that have pushed all of these issues through. We discussed a lot of them last week. Now, that's fine. If California wants to be progressive, go be progressive, and you appoint senators who are progressive, but you have the rest of the nation who appoints, uh, who appoints their senators on state interests. California may always be a progressive state, and they may always have progressive senators, but what about Nevada? You have Harry Reid, 
do you think that the Nevada legislature would have Harry Harry Reid or now when when they're facing health care bills? I mean, maybe they would. I, I don't know. Or some of the other senators on a, on a nationwide level, about 22, 23, 24, however many it was, states who brought lawsuit against the federal government for health care. How many of those would have been would have prevented the passage of this health care bill and saved the taxpayers of each of those states how much money from bringing these lawsuits and everything else? It's it's ridiculous. Well, and it's the same old story. More and more, it's the nanny state spending more money than we have, trying to take care of people who don't want to take care of themselves, and punishing the people that do the right thing. They go to work, they pay the taxes, they try to you know be free Americans and enjoy themselves. And pay taxes. Well, really? they pay their income taxes, which is required by law. Okay. Well, since we're on that note, let's go ahead and talk about the 16th <laughs> Amendment, too. Do you want to do that or you want to take a break? And no, we'll I go. want to talk about the 16th Amendment. I'm I'm angry. All right, so I apologize now to our um, – oh, no, wait, nobody pays our commercials. So, yeah, let's keep okay, going. Okay, yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's take a break before we get into this. I need, I need, a, I need a breather. All right, the phone number to call in. Four seven two zero five nine three nine nine. We come back. We're gonna discuss the Sixteenth Amendment. Seventeenth Amendment. God, sure. We'll be back in a minute. You listen to the Sackheads Radio. Hey guys, it's Sean from Sack Kids Radio. I want to talk to you a minute about our friends over at HomefrontHugs.com. They're an amazing organization of volunteers who take their time, effort, and money to take care of our troops overseas as they serve our great nation. HomefrontHugs.com. You can donate, write letters to troops, adopt a troop, you name it, you can do it. Help those wonderful folks who protect our freedoms. Go to HomefrontHugs.com. Tell them Sack Kids Radio sent you. Hey guys, it's Sean from Sackheads Radio. I know, I know I've said it before. Check out our friends at conservativeoutcry.net, but I really mean it. You want interesting and exciting political commentary and analysis? That is the place to get it. Different, always spot on, always truthful, never pulling a punch. Conservativeoutcry.net. Tell Rooster to get Bulldog back on and that Sackheads Radio sent you. And also, coming soon... The Sackheads Radio Forum on conservativeoutcry.net. Hey guys, do you like our news briefs? Better yet, do you like the amazing voice that does our news briefs? Do you need some audio work done? Check out PlatinumVocalCords.com. Our friend Vanessa has years of broadcast experience. She's an absolute professional. She'll work with you, get the sound exactly how you'd want it. So go to PlatinumVocalCords.com. Tell them Sackheads Radio sent you. Do you have some breaking news you want the Sackheads Radio Show to cover? Call us at 1-877-308-1866 and be a news hound like this gal. Hey, so I heard that, um, uh, huh, what did I hear? Yeah, I forgot. Dang it, I hate when I do that. All right, um, go Sackheads Radio. That's right, with information like that, it's got to make it on the air. So give us a call at 1-877-308-1866 and be a news hound. Now back to Clinton Sean on Sackheads Radio, with elegancy and quality.
California over there. Kenny, get your fist out of there. Hey, uh, Before we got the dude, damn health care bill, dude, dude, what? Dude. what? We are totally back right now. Get my headset back on. You didn't even shut the door to the studio? Really? Well, you put your fist through it. I figured you could shut the door. Hold on, everyone. We're waiting for Clint. So we'll uh, laugh more. Oh, <laughs> uh, so. Hi. <laughs> that was awesome. I feel better. It's not often you go off like that, and when you do, I really appreciate it. I think I need medical attention. I might have broken my hand. You did it yourself. <laughs> what? So why should I have to pay for it? <laughs> <laughs> you did it. You suffer for it. Really? Why do you have to pay for it? You're going to get me all fired up again? <laughs> so, I need more caffeine. to call in 347-205-9399. Feel free to call in right now. We're gonna, <laughs> we just ripped apart the 17th Amendment. Clint ripped apart the door. And his vocal cords. Hang on, hang on. Whose call is that up right now? We're talking to them. <laughs> hang up on Perfect. See yeah, ya. I, I'm waiting for your mom to call in again, so that should be fun. That's who I just hung up on. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to jump into the... You know what? I want to talk about taxation since we just left off at, at that point. Now, you know I'm a big fan of the flat tax. Yeah. I hate the argument of of everybody needs to pay their fair share. And uh, I agree. Everybody. That everybody needs to pay their fair share? Everybody. I agree. If you get $1,000 a year in welfare, then your fair share is, let's say, 10%. So guess what? You write a check for $100. Congratulations. You paid your fair share. 10%. Good job. If you make a million dollars, you pay 10%. Guess what? You just wrote a check for $100,000. You paid your fair share. Good job. Okay? How is it? How is that? Not fair. One person play, paid $100, one person paid $100,000. It was 10% of their incomes, period. That's fair. The rich person still paid more. Hey, progressives, what part of that do you not freaking understand? They paid their fair share. Yeah, but if they have nice things, everyone else should have nice things. Yeah, then work for it. Well, yeah, I totally agree with you. Get, get an education. Work for it. Get a job. Save your money. Not everybody's going to – I don't have a yacht. I don't have uh, uh, a Lamborghini. I, have a I don't have a – but you do, but that's – yeah, we bought it together, so I guess technically we have a yacht. <laughs> you rich white guy. Seriously. <laughs> My 14-foot Chrysler tried with a hole in the floor and an engine that doesn't run. By the way, I still, I still say we turn that thing into a PT boat and just – 14 foot oh yeah, boat. yeah. I say we paint it up as a full war vessel. <laughs> Slide the flag off the back, paint like some broomsticks black or something, and just roll. Just get big PVC pipes for the torpedo tubes. Better yet, no. I say we turn it into a carrier. We put. <laughs> just hear me out. Hear me out. We we put put a big piece of plywood right right around where we would sit to drive it, and we could launch remote control aircraft and recover them from it. <laughs> Dude, we could rig a, a system with like little water balloons or whatever, and take off from the deck and fly it up, and go other over boater, uh, uh, other boaters, and drop a water balloon on them. We put a little totally camera on it. Oh, right now. No, this is a great idea. I'm running with this. <laughs> Dude, we're doing a working boat this week. We need a theme though. We'll have to have a theme, like a theme song, so we can just jam it when we come up a channel. Mikhail's Navy. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, um, uh, he passed away this week, which is a shame. I don't know if you saw that. No, I did not. Ernest Borgnine did pass away this week. Thanks for bringing me down. Yeah, well, I had to bring you back down because you were getting out of control. So Okay. It's a shame because he, uh, he actually did serve our country, and he was in a lot of great movies. And uh, he was 
pretty big conservative from what I understand. So. Was he? Yeah, yeah, but we'd be upset. I mean, we'd we'd pay respect even if a liberal died. Yeah, because absolutely. We're, because we're actually respectful human beings, and we're not like the other side where we celebrate um, then, uh, somebody else's death because well, simply because we disagreed with them. Andy Griffith. Yeah. He passed away two weeks ago, and that was a shame because, um, and actually, Rooster wrote a great article about this, and I agree totally, is uh, the Andy Griffith show was all about values. And uh, it was an older show, and I remember watching it when I was a kid. And he was a big liberal outside of his acting. But all of that that show, I remember watching as a kid, then you got to the age of 13, where I'm like, oh, this is hokey and silly. Then the older I got, I watched it again a few times, and I'm like, man, wouldn't it be great if people already had all those values again? They kind of cared about the people that lived around them, and people, you know, towns took care of each other, and people did it out of the kindness out of their hearts, and not because the government's making them do it. Yeah, and there's a show like that on now, isn't it? Jersey Shore, something like that. <laughs> what? It's, no, it's exactly like that. Yeah, it's real similar. So let's get into the Sixteenth Amendment. You know, so we talk about. Uh, I'm a big fan of the flat tax. We talked about that, and I, I just, I just went in on that. Fair share. Guess what? Ten percent of whatever is fair. Uh, everybody pays it. People who make more pay more. People who make less pay less. And I think if you get welfare or any kind of federal assistance, you should be taxed on that money as income as well. But that's a different discussion. The 16th Amendment of the Constitution uh, gives gives Congress the, the power to um, enact a, a, a an income tax. And I disagree with an income tax, but that's where we are. Tax, I think it should be a flat tax, but something interesting on the 16th Amendment, and, and it's not so much a call for repeal, but a call for an investigation into facts, a call for its legitimacy. Its legitimacy, and, and here's where this comes from. In 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 uh, I believe 1985, uh, an individual by the name of Bill Beckman and uh, and a partner, um, Mr. Beckman, published a book called The Law That Never Was. And it's it's a study that actually investigated the ratification process of the 16th Amendment. And what their purpose was, was that the the states uh, that needed to ratify this, there were some problems with some of the states that were counted by the Secretary of State at the time, um, who was Philander Knox, that he certified the ratification of the amendment um, without any kind of discussion, without any kind of, of debate, and that he decided that state legislatures um, that he could, that certain state legislatures could not rescind ratification and so forth. And there were a few states that there were some legitimate questions about the ratification process. And as a result of, of his work, he put together um, this book, the law that never was, that actually says that the 16th Amendment was not um, was not properly ratified and should therefore be invalid. There was a lawsuit. Brought up, brought against him, and, and there was actually an injunction, an injunction um, put in place in a, in a federal district court um, that he was not allowed to do to do certain things and put certain information out um, to, to the public because of people were not paying their their, their taxes based upon his information. Um, and I don't know that this is something that has ever been looked at seriously by the courts. Um, for, Probably not. For for whatever reason. The, um, the state legislatures and, and the judiciary and so forth don't seem to want to tackle this issue or take a look at, at the certified documents um, that is presented in this. Now, why would they not want to do that? Well, probably because they would lose a whole lot of income and they'd have to shrink their government But would that be their job? I mean, let's, let's be honest. If their job is to uphold the Constitution, 
they should be sure that what's going in it or what is in it. That it should have been ratified in a constitutionally legal way. Right. Correct? I, I couldn't agree more. I, I would think. And, and The good part is they could send it to the Supreme Court who would straighten that right up. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. What? If the 16th Amendment was looked at and deemed to be uh, improperly ratified, therefore it's not ratified, therefore it's invalid, and the health care law was upheld based upon the tax... That would have, hmm. that would mean that it would be completely invalid. Well, I don't know. They just said that Congress had the right to tax. I think they said it as an income tax. Ah, a completely different argument. Anyways, um, I, I thought Why it was would interesting. Why you get me all excited like that? <laughs> and it's something that I think should be should be looked into further. If if it was properly ratified, hey, if it's law, we're good. What's the harm in looking at that? If it was not properly ratified, and people take a, a look at this. Um, and it's not valid. I can see where it's a ton of problems. However, if it's such a good idea and it was not properly ratified, how about we ratify it now? Well, like everything else, if there's a question, there's a legitimate question, there's documentation, there has to be, you know, I'm sure this guy just didn't go uh, all wingnut and start throwing out uh, false statements. And all you that you can say it willy-nilly. All willy-nilly. Um then it is the burden of the government to investigate it wholly. Yeah. Don't you agree? It, I, I do. Considering and there's, it there's, there's every single American that pays taxes in this country. Yeah, so about 10%. Now, my question would be... That was a joke. <laughs> really? Because I honestly thought you had that number right in front of you. I wasn't even going to argue it. I was like, oh, good for you. That number ready. Um, yeah, it's official. 1% of Americans pay taxes. Now, let's say it's found... To be non-constitutional. It wouldn't be. They're not even going to look at it. But let's say it was. You mean not properly ratified? Not appropriately ratified. Okay. Would I get money back? That would be a, that would be a valid question. With interest? The same interest the IRS charges when you're late with payments for them? Probably not interest. But could you imagine how that 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 in and of itself could bankrupt the country? Oh, it would, could you think about that? It turned inside out completely. Completely turn us inside out. Hey, progressives, I might have just helped you completely collapse the uh, United States economy. Are you? Do you have Francis Fox pinned on speed dial? Because it sounds like something that would come out of her mouth. No, I don't. And and but what I, I'm not, I don't want obviously the collapse of, of the country. But what what I think is reasonable is if there is a legitimate question about the writing process of the 16th Amendment and therefore the legitimacy of the income tax amendment, why not look at it? And straighten it out. If it was legitimate, and all of the records from the states that ratified showed that it was done properly, and it stands, what's the point of that? It's, it's affirmed. However, what if the documentary evidence does in fact show that it was not properly ratified and is therefore invalid? Would we not want to correct that issue? Well, yeah, because now people would be being taxed unjustly. Would we not want to correct that, though? If it's such a good idea... Why not send it to the Constitutional Convention now and re-ratify? Well, because once again, that wouldn't fit their agenda, so why would they do that? Yeah, why would we want to do things the right way? Hey, if it's legitimate, it's legitimate. What is – hey, well – Go for it. Do you know what the current debt is right now? Uh, 13.3 no. trillion. 15.8 trillion. That's what I said, not even close. Per citizen, that breaks down into $50,581. Now, 
Now, is that per citizen or per tax-paying per citizen? Per tax-paying citizen. Okay. It's almost three times. It's $139,343. Now, let, let, let me ask you a question. If I wrote a check for 133000 and whatever, um, and I sent that to the government, and I said, hey, I am paying my portion of the national debt. Do you think that they would say, hey, thanks, you don't have to pay taxes anymore because you paid your fair share? I think you'd be fine. I think you'd absolutely be fine. I so wish I was in a financial position to test that theory. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I, that's more money like than I make in a year. Huh? So I could turn around and say I paid more than I had to. Would you? I'm like that. Yeah. If I had the money, I would pay two, and I would say that's for me. And that's so you leave me alone, even for somebody else. <laughs> it's almost like paying it forward in Starbucks. You've been in like a long drive-through line where they're like, "Oh, the guy in front of you paid, so you pay for the guy behind you because it's a nice thing to do." Yeah, but with my luck, the guy behind me ordered like five <laughs> of the most expensive things, plus like eighteen scones because he, he's going he to an office ahead, party. He called ahead and told him what car he was going to be, and they're like, "Oh, you're going to pay for the guy behind you, four hundred and sixty-two dollars. <laughs> he's going to a meeting." <laughs> oh. Then you already said you're going to pay, so now you're criminally liable if you try to leave. <laughs> Rooster wants to know why you just wouldn't print your own money instead of writing them a check. Because I don't work for the government, Rooster. But what if you did yours based on the amount of gold that you had in the bank? If you made your own currency, you'd Ooh. be more le- legitimate than the government than our dollar is right now. It would be, but why not just pay them in either gold or silver then? Yeah, you got nothing. I had uh, nothing. You completely spun me on that. I, I did because I don't think we can legally print our own. But that would be, you know what? We should do sackhead currency and have it backed by U.S. No, that'd be a bad idea. U.S. No, 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 no. no. It's gonna be worth something. Let's have it backed by. How about all the I awesomeness? Have, let's find. Let's back it by all the oil reserves in North Dakota right now that we're not getting a break on. We can't base that because that's not ours to base our currency on. But what if the person who owned all that did? Ooh. They said, hey, you know what? We're going to start using currency based on the amount of oil we project. Which, by the way, I'll get into that in a second. And we're going to print our own money that's going to be legal tender, and it will be based on the amount of wealth that we believe we have. Since we're talking about this, what do you think would happen if businesses and citizens started trading not in U.S. dollars anymore, but in actual gold or silver? Oh, the government would freak out because they'd be totally out of the loop. They wouldn't even know how to address it. They would just keep saying you couldn't do it. That's all they could say because it would take them so long to catch up to the curve that they, they their head would spin because they know in their mind they'd be losing money. And also, you and I would actually be getting more for our quote-unquote dollar or whatever the the sackhead. I think that's what we should call it. Think, think about it, the sackhead. The sack think head. about it. Nothing is backing the United States currency at all. It's, 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 it's an it's idea. Theory. It's, it's a theory. It's a you theory. Either believe That's in it, it or you don't. Yeah, and if you and if a lot of people stop believing in it, it it ultimately goes away. It collapses. It's kind of like the happy thought to fly in Peter Pan, right? You, you need you need a happy thought in order to be able to spend money. You just made me choke <laughs> on my Snickers. <laughs> so let's say the happy thought goes away and we all fall to the ground. There is nothing backing. U.S. currency, and I know that there are some states and organizations who actually began buying gold in yeah. order to have in case in case the dollar collapses. Which it's not far. And, and I don't think that we are necessarily too far off from a point where we are trading in gold or silver or or hard commodities or 
ammunition or whatever it is. Necklaces, who cares? Because people have lost faith in the dollar. The fact that the dollar is an idea scares me. Well, and here's, I know, I actually talked to one of our listeners and a friend of ours, Woody, about this. And he said, you know what we should do? Make pots and pans currency. Because good luck going to the bank and trying to deposit like 25 big pots and pans. Just be like, have everyone say that now we believe pots and pans are what's actually worth something. The dollar, it's the same thing with the dollar, right? You're doing the exact same thing. You're believing that it's worth something, so why not use pots and pans? Here's why. Because pots and pans are not fun. Let's, tra- <laughs> let's, let's trade in Legos. Because Legos are awesome. That's I not mean, fair because people with kids would have a tremendous advantage. Yes. If you, if you had a pocket full of Legos, I mean, you could, like, bust them out at a restaurant and, like, build things, right? You could set the little Lego guy up on your dashboard while you're driving to the bank. You can have conversations would, with them. I would like not to, that I do I that. I would like to pay this in a helicopter made out of Legos. Yes. And a fire truck made out of Legos. And we don't accept fire trucks. In return, I expect to get... Two little Star Wars guys and Indiana Jones for change. I, I like it. I don't say you can have a whole system. Hey, you know, and and like the older Legos are worth more. So if you, <laughs> well, naturally, because there's less of them. Exactly so right. It's like gold and silver, the less there is, the more it's worth. Weird. Oh man, that's so. I think we have a new. Uh, I think we have a new idea. I think we're onto it, Rusa. Can we get something like that going in the uh, forums? You think? So um, you know what? That's a good idea. We should have people. What else could we trade in other than gold or silver or anything that makes sense? What, what else? else trade in? Yeah. What else could we put? We'll put that up in the forum this week. What else do you think we could use as currency that people would believe in and would actually be worth value? Does that work? That works. Is that what you're asking for? That's what I'm asking Consider for. Consider it done. Pizza. Anything else I can fix tonight? Damn it! Why not just elect us? <laughs> Sir, elect me. Hey, I've said it before, Sackhead Clint, 2017. <laughs> That's not even an election year. We're going for it. We'll get you in for it. Trust me. <laughs> there may not even be an election in 2016. Who knows? So, that's, that's my – we, di- we digress again. We do it all the time. That, that's my spiel on the 16th Amendment. I think there should be a, a look at the legitimacy of it. Um, and on, on another issue of taxation, I'm a, I'm a fan of the tax, uh, flat tax. Big fan of the flat tax. I, I have no problem with that. The 999 was a good one, too. Um, is that is that like on the slot machine? Or? No, it's the Herman Cain. You're thinking the seven seven seven. Oh yeah, thank you. I, Which, I get by the way, so no big deal. I hit this weekend. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> you actually did. I saw the picture. It was no, funny. like it wouldn't come up, so he hit the machine. No, it was, kind of a, really it was the triple seven machine. So I, just, I actually won eight dollars and demanded I get paid in one of those oversized checks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you won eight dollars because of inflation. You wanted them to write it for ten thousand. <laughs> I said, I don't believe in the money anyhow, so what difference does it make? Here, I'll take all this. Uh, (laughs) Rooster wants to know, if you become president, can he be attorney general? Ooh. Now, Rooster, do you want attorney general or do you want secretary of state? Because I would love to send you overseas to talk to some of these other world leaders. (laughs) Sean already is my press guy. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, little. I only want to do a little work. I don't like to fly, so I don't need to be going overseas. I don't really like people, so I'd rather have a group of people I already hate that I can just yell at. Right, right. Media. Though, even though right now we are technically media. By the way, 
Yes. Congratulations on your media pass. Thank you very much. It's kind of a big deal. I can't wait to start uh, using it. It's up. Uh, if anyone wants to see it, it should be streaming on the show right now and on our website. We. Oh, by the way, you got one too. Oh yeah, thank you. No, no, no. I, I. <laughs> well, you try to take all the credit. What? You no, you I'm do not, this. I'm not taking. You always credit. do Why this. Why am I taking credit? What am I taking credit for? You always do this. You never listen to me. I listen to you, you all you the time always... you never shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you take me for granted. I do. You I never take me out to dinner I anymore. Take you for marble. I do for a <laughs> you, don't, you don't bring me flowers. That's No, that's not true. You. This is. No, you, you, you don't. You don't. You don't bring me flowers anymore. Sean, you don't. He has the control. You don't. Write me letters. You don't send me little cute text messages. I feel like since this show's kind of taken off a little bit, that you just kind of. Hey, Rooster wants to know if he can go to uh, Iran. Uh, he says he'll take the Secretary of State. Finally, get out of the bottom, bottom of something that bothers the hell out of him. So. <laughs> well, I can only imagine. How about this? Let's uh, set up for a break so we come back we can talk. Uh, let's talk Syria, and then we'll talk our idea that we have. I've been talking serious all night. Syria. Oh, sorry. Syria. <laughs> Seriously. Take me for says, thinking granted all the time. I'm tired of being taken for granted. I'm not going to handle it. So when we come back, how about this? We can come back. Rooster can call in. He literally just knocks stuff off the wall, slamming the door. Rooster can call in. When we come back from our break, we can talk about what he wants to do as Secretary of State. We can talk about one of his blogs, and then after that, we'll take a few minutes on that. Hey, why don't you take a break? I'm coming out right now. This this is ridiculous. This is Sackheads Radio. We'll be back. This is out of control. We'll be back in a moment. Sackheads Radio. Hey guys, it's Sean from Sack Kids Radio. I want to talk to you a minute about our friends over at HomefrontHugs.com. They're an amazing organization of volunteers who take their time, effort, and money to take care of our troops overseas as they serve our great nation. HomefrontHugs.com. You can donate, write letters to troops, adopt a troop, you name it, you can do it. Help those wonderful folks who protect our freedoms. Go to HomefrontHugs.com. Tell them Sack Kids Radio sent you. Hey guys, it's Sean from Sackheads Radio. I know, I know I've said it before. Check out our friends at conservativeoutcry.net, but I really mean it. If you want interesting and exciting political commentary and analysis, that is the place to get it. Different, always spot on, always truthful, never pulling a punch. Conservativeoutcry.net. Tell Rooster to get Bulldog back on and that Sackheads Radio sent you. And also, coming soon... The Sackheads Radio Forum on conservativeoutcry.net. Hey guys, do you like our news briefs? Better yet, do you like the amazing voice that does our news briefs? Do you need some audio work done? Check out PlatinumVocalCords.com. Our friend Vanessa has years of broadcast experience. She's an absolute professional. She'll work with you, get the sound exactly how you'd want it. So go to PlatinumVocalCords.com. Tell them Sackheads Radio sent you. Do you have some breaking news you want the Sackheads Radio Show to cover? Call us at 1-877-308-1866 and be a news hound like this gal. Hey, so I heard that, um, 
Huh, what did I hear? Yeah. I forgot. Dang it. Hey, when I do that. Alright, um. Go Sackheads Radio. That's right, with information like that, it's got to make it on the air. So give us a call at 1 877 308 1866 and be a news hound. Now back to Clinton Sean on Sackheads Radio. Radio elegancy and quality. So we've assembled some sort of control. I have to apologize to you. Oh, God. About what? I'm sorry. Sometimes I just, life, I just get so wrapped up in what's going on. I, I need to give more. I, I understand that. I, I need to give more as a uh, as a co-host and a friend, and I you, understand you do. that. You okay, ready? enough about that. Hey, so there, we, had a, we had a discussion earlier today, and I think it's a great idea, and I need, to, I need to touch on it. I know you made a note earlier. I think that you and I should invite formal invitation, folks. This is a formal invitation going out to Joe Biden. Vice President Biden. Vice President Biden and Chris Christie. To sit down. To sit down with us on the air, drink beer. I think that would be amazing. And and discuss and debate the issues. Because you have two guys, and as much as I dislike Joe Biden's policies. Two cantankerous. Oh, my God. Old school. Foul mouth, angry him, men. And then you throw them in a room with us. Dude, oh, how awesome it. would that be? And and on the air. Oh yeah. Seriously, I'm not talking to get them hammered, but a couple beers. We'll have pizza, and just listen to those two guys go back and forth, and we will totally spark Turn the debate. Turn on Skinner. <laughs> just go crazy. I think that would be the best show ever. I agree with you. So I, I think we need to. I think fun. we need to reach out to both. They would, there's no way they would ever come on the show. We would have to have a talking stick. We would. We, we would have to have a talking if stick. If anyone, everybody would. So only one person could talk at a time. Because no, 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 no. That, that you and I would have a talking stick, and we, I think we should just let them go at it. We would also need bouncers. We we totally would. So, hey, we uh, have a call. Well, Governor Governor Christie, Vice President Biden, the invitation's open. Anytime you want. You can email Sean at sackheadsradio.com or Clint at sackheadsradio.com. Don't, don't email me because I don't know how to check it. Or you could call the show at 347-205-9399, just like this person is. Hey, you're on the air with Sackheads Radio. Welcome. Welcome. Well, is this the Leonard Skinner is a great segue into what I want to talk about tonight, guys. <laughs> the NAACP. Mr. Future Secretary of State. Now, before we go into it, let's talk about what you want to get to the bottom of if you were the Secretary of State, and then we'll get into uh, uh, the NAACP. Oh, why France has a veto? Yes. Why shouldn't they have a veto? Come on. Why should they? (laughs) Who the hell are they? Because today is Bastille Day. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Weren't you? There uh... there are. While we're at it, why does Russia have a veto still? Because they hate us. Because they like to shoot down they F-4s. Why France had a veto yeah, but they they, they went away a long time ago. Reagan got rid of them. Yeah, but they still they should have lost their veto then. Are you kidding me? You heard of the, the hot mic with Obama? I mean, we're still they still hate us, and they know it, and they know they have them where he is. Why we're at is why do, why do that, we have a veto? Well, hang on a second. Let's get back to Russia. If they don't, almost all of the UN. If Russia doesn't have a veto, 
then how are we supposed to use the letter K to spell everything that's supposed to have a C? <laughs> we need them. You know, Rooster, I knew. No, we don't need that. Why, why do we have a veto? Let's <laughs> just, just go away. Uh, we'll 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 leave, and they can they can run the world. But they got to get out of New York. I just want to kick them the hell out. I don't. I, I mean, and they before can, they leave, pay their parking tickets. All of them. All of them. All of them. Millions of dollars. And hey, like I said before. I will absolutely buy the one or two U-Hauls it should take to get them out of New York. I'm just, I'm like that. I'm a giver. I think we should split the bill to move them all out. We would still <laughs> save money in the long run. Oh, in the long, are you kidding me? In a year, I bet. So, hey, Rooster, uh, you said Skinner was a good segue into what you wanted to talk about. Why don't you tell us what that is? Well, you know, I, I'm supposed to have a gripe tonight, and my gripe is with the black people. Oh, no. no, 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 we're not, we're not going to go where you think we're going. Okay, okay. because yeah, you know, everybody, everybody knows me. I, I'm not a racist. <laughs> but yeah, but when you here's say what I like, want to know, get nervous. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's what I want to know. What are, what are we supposed to do? So Mitt Romney gets in trouble because he didn't speak to the black people the way they want it to be spoken to. No, that's not true. He didn't speak to them in a way that certain pundits said they didn't want to get spoken to. Including the head of the NAACP. Including the head of the NAACP, who at the end of the day is just a political pundit. But but you've got the, the same people going on a different station saying, we don't want any free shit. We just want to be treated just like everybody else, which is what Mitt Romney did. And and you and Ronnie I both, went down there and gave them the same speech that he gives everybody. Right, and you and I and I, I, I'm sure Clint agrees. Um, like you said in uh, your last blog, and I forget who the website was that you quoted, but um, nobody. It doesn't matter your race or whatever. We all want the same things in life. We all want to exactly. be left alone, have our freedoms, and so he went and spoke to them as he went and spoke to everybody else. He didn't treat them any differently at the NAAC convention. Or, no, he so, so how is that, that wrong? That that's the irony of the progressive left is that they, right. they, they espouse all this all this crap about equality and, so, and it's not crap. I believe in, in true equality, but they espouse it equality, equality, equality. Yet they want to be treated differently, and when they get treated the same, like like Mitt Romney did, he talks to them just like he he talks to every other group he addresses. When they are treated equally, when they are treated the same, which is how the right tends to treat people, they get all irritated and upset and angry. Well, and, again, and I would, and I, I don't have beef with, with obviously, black people in general, but with with the with the specific individuals in this group that are that are that are talking. Uh, see, now you're going to get me going on something different. How many of them? <laughs> no, came no, from no, what I'm trying to do. They're, yeah, they're sure. not. They're American. Everybody should be American. If you were born in Africa and you became a citizen here, all right. You, okay, well, here, here's here's okay. my message to everybody. And and I want the NAACP to listen. I want all black people in the chat room. I think we got three people in there to listen. It's a good... not true. We're up to like seven. Okay, well, it's a good goddamn thing Joe Biden showed up to speak the next day because we wouldn't want the blacks to get the wrong impressions about the whites or the black man who sent Biden in his stead. I, I know, and it's such the double standard that we get caught in. No, it pisses me off. It's not a double standard. They're doing it to piss me off. <laughs> you intentionally? 
Me, yes, me. <laughs> no, I I totally understand your point, and I completely agree that it's and it's not the masses, and that's the thing that people forget. So two or three figureheads that are up front that when and it, and it, if you listen to Joe Biden speak, he 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 must have been a poor black child coming up in Delaware. <laughs> I think he grew up in Pennsylvania, didn't he? Yeah, Grant, I know. Yeah, Scranton. Scranton. He was born in Scranton, then they moved to Delaware. Um, you know, Scranton has a pretty uh, uh, liberal, and they've always been a fairly liberal uh, uh, area. And now they've paid all of their city employees minimum wage to stop uh, uh, to close their budget. My, my entire family's from Scranton, and and from from Binghamton, and from uh, Susquehanna. It's okay. not that liberal up there. Well, somebody is because they keep. They keep producing it because I know their uh, their mayor is too, and they just did all that budget cutting. But no, Rooster, I totally get your point. Anyone who wants to read his blog and it kind of straightens it out a little bit more, go to conservativeoutcry.net, which our forums are in too, and we can't thank you enough for throwing our forums up on that. You like you like the way the new site looks too. I, I think it looks great. You got you did a total uh, site revamp. The site looks great. The uh, forums are amazing. Um, yeah, that, have, was, that was in the works for some time, but well, I, I was you, I was real happy to put the to put the forums up. So hopefully we'll I, get pictures of, of of girls with great big giant <laughs> nasty old Negative. eyes. Negative. <laughs> Come on now, we're using this with the sign that says "I like sack heads." <laughs> well, I guess as long as they have the sign, with a K, we'll deal with it. With the with K, a K. two Ks, S A K K. That's right. Hey, Rooster, man, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Go check out conservativeoutcry.net. Thanks, Rooster. Thanks, Rooster. All right, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he never said what he would do as Secretary of State. Oh, come on. Are you kidding me? Rooster, now, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, want to, I want to make something something very clear, and it's 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 like, like Sean said and, and like I, I know uh, Rooster was alluding to, it's, it's we have – Specific individuals create this race gap, this this race baiting, this race issue, and and it, it's it's completely asinine to me because everybody should be treated. You shouldn't get special privileges or treatment because you're X because eight generations ago, whatever it is, um, somebody enslaved somebody. Hey, guess what? Europeans were enslaved also. Um, and we have to live in the now. We, we we have to live in the now, and and America was a nation that corrected those ills. They corrected the ills of slavery, and even the founding fathers were having this debate. I know it's something you progressives don't want to hear. Founding fathers were having this debate, and the Constitution was framed the way it was, or the way it is, in order to reduce the effectiveness of slavery and in order to provide for the abolition of slavery down the line. They couldn't do it when they did outright because the states would never have ratified it and they needed a strong union. But it was one of their goals they had in mind, which is why you had the three-fifths clause in there and why you had a drop-dead date for slavery and deportation of slaves and so forth. So we, we, we all are one people. We are Americans. Uh, we, we welcome those who immigrate legally here um, to, to this country. And, uh, and uh-oh. <laughs> the best part is you saw the number pop up. That's it's so awesome. 
<laughs> All right. Hang on. My turn to piss you off, Rooster. So. <laughs> so, so this. Call this, him back to tell us what he's gonna do with Shakespeare. Okay, you perfect. Asked for it. So, so this whole this whole race baiting, um, and and division, and well, we want to be treated equal, but you didn't talk to us the way you should talk to our people. Anyways, let's let's get well, to our call. But and I'll, I'll give you the prime example. Um, Which prime example? Right. The one we just talked about with Romney? No, I, I, <laughs> really? The average person, it doesn't matter what race they are. They want to have freedoms. They want to be left alone. They want to be able to make as much money as they can without being per, uh, persecuted for it. See, in today's but America, I ahead. think there is too many people that want to take what you're making because they don't have what you have. And therefore, I they totally want, agree with you. Yeah, well, what are we but, at? Fifty percent, roughly. But if you look at that, and if you want to talk about, let's say, the Occupy movement, uh, that's a prime example of people that want to take stuff out there. It's all eighty percent of them are spoiled little rich kids. You just pulled that number out of your hat. Yeah, I totally made it up. Okay, um, let's a, go with the majority then. of them. How's that? A spoiled little rich kids that mommy and daddy cut off. And now they're like, well, that's not fair. I can't play Xbox. Blah, blah, blah. I don't have this. I don't have that. But they all have cell phones. They all have brand new. Like, you watch some of the rioting that goes on, and they're breaking. My favorite was a video of one of the protests where they, and I think it was May Day in Seattle, they broke into the Nike store to destroy the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The corporate. Evil IRS. corporate. And, yeah. Uh, two of the kids were wearing brand new Nikes. Well, that's because they stole them. <laughs> No, it was before oh. they broke the window. Oh, yeah, never mind. So it's the hypo- hypocrisy of that all. All right, I'll bring a rooster back on to talk about what he would do as Secretary of State. God help us, here goes the rooster. Rooster. That's why we put him in that position. Go for it. <laughs> Gen- gentlemen, I scared you earlier. You, no. you didn't like where I went. No, we were going to move on to Syria. We know where you went. It's If anyone reads your blog, you know very well what you're saying. Nobody reads my blog. I have to. I have to send it to people. <laughs> <laughs> you and I both know that's not true. I sent it. I sent it to Nancy Pelosi, but she hasn't gotten back to me. Well, no. I, that's odd. <laughs> her press secretary said that she's in the works and she's got a few things going on. Same thing she said with our interview request. Well, next time, send it with the picture that's on my blog post of her being batshit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think. I think that's the reason. She's ever taken. I think the reason she doesn't want to come on our show is because we call her Pistol Grip. <laughs> it's my favorite nickname for her, Pistol Grip Pelosi. Rooster, if you were Secretary of State for President Clint, what would be your first course of action? For pre- President Clint? Yes. My first course of action would be to invite the leader of Iran over here for a talk. Just a little sit-down chat. To find talk. Mm-hmm. Ak- or whatever his name is. And when he gets here, I'm sending him to uh, Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Just like all the other little terrorists. <laughs> well, there's a big rift right there right now because uh, um, the Ayatollah sent me a fact not too long ago that he would not necessarily I'm a dinner chat during the next election, which is funny because I figured he already owned it. Why would they have one? Well, because Ayatollah doesn't want I do the same thing to the Ayatollah, too. But, you know, in Syria, <laughs> what's going to happen over there 
is uh, aren't they uh, breaking out their chemical weapons? Well, well, they've they've moved them and they're unaccounted for at this time, so they don't know if they're preparing to break them out or if they're so either they've been taken by the up. generals that have gone over to the other side, or Unlike Assad or whatever the hell his name is has taken them himself and getting them ready for use. One of the well, two has okay. happened. Now, maybe, or that there is the possibility, not likely, but there is a possibility that he has taken them and hidden them so that they don't fall into the opposition's hands and that he's not going to use them. And aren't these the same uh, chemical weapons that used to be in Iraq? Well, well, no, because there were no weapons there. <laughs> Apparently, there were no weapons there after all those trucks went over the border. It, well, well we, that means there was no yeah, weapons there. Yeah, that means there, there was no they weapons been there. there previously. <laughs> But were moved, so they weren't there. And if you've ever yeah. read, I, if you are a uh, uh, one of those people who says that it was all lies and everything, read Saddam Hussein's debrief by the CIA. He spells everything out in it. It was his own words. He intentionally well, misled the international community to believe that he had much more than he actually had because he was petrified that if he fell, Iran would uh, invade and start killing his own people. So he intentionally misled the international community because he knew that if the Iranians viewed him as weak, they would attack him. I don't, you know, I don't know about that because Iran, Iran's got a, a fairly decent army, but at the time Saddam Hussein had what the the fourth largest army in the world, or the third yeah, but, largest army in the world. Yeah, but their uh, their technology was lacking compared to the Iranians. Get to remember the Iranians had uh, a lot of our equipment at that time that was still. Fairly serviceable. That was all there. Kind of old. And they fought a war with, but they fought a war with Iraq for years, and 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 Iraq held them to a stalemate, pretty much. Yeah, it would have been interesting. Um, And now we get into the whole Syria, Turkey, Russia. Um, For a lot of people that don't know, um, Russia is uh, Russia's got a naval task force that's in Turkey right now. Um, it needs the, to leave. It does need to leave. There's also the whole thing with the F-4 that's shot down now. Uh, Turkey sent their prime minister to meet with Putin in Moscow to discuss whether or not it was shot down by the Syrians or now there's allegations possibly that it may have been a Russian direct weapon. It may not have been a Russian-made Syrian weapon. It may have been Russian, Russian weapons themselves. Um, okay, so, the, so but the United States diplomatic, and let me read this real quick. Official claiming that we claiming quote unquote we know the details about the shoot down, but we will not share the details with Turkey. That's a little suspicious. Well, um, of course not. Cause they don't want Turkey to invoke uh, Article Four of NATO and have a huge, huge issue. international incident or potential global war. Um, the, you know, U.S. officials don't deny that the aircraft was shut down, shot down rather. Um, but they, some people think that the Russian action is being hidden, that they were directly involved, but it's now being squashed because they know that the Obama administration is considered weak by the Russians, hence that hot mic incident where he said uh, he'd have more flexibility after November. And in an election season, he doesn't want to go head-to-head with somebody who considers him weak. So there's that whole aspect of it. And now we get into invoking Article 4 of NATO, um, and at what point are they going to invoke it? They are part of NATO. They have the right to do that. Didn't they and if they do, Obama will find a way not to do it. 
Well, didn't didn't Turkey leave us hanging with some uh, some action? If I'm oh, not mistaken, Turkey left us hanging more than once. The world's most unpopular war that everybody in Congress voted for. Yes. Okay, yeah, that one. Wait, they didn't vote for that. Oh, wait, yeah, they did. Yeah, no, they did. I think it was like 98% of Congress voted for it. Oh, yeah, but didn't they say they... Yeah, no, never mind. Yeah, no, if you ask them now, they didn't. You know, and and if anyone doesn't know, the F-4 Phantom that was shut down in the middle of June, there's still two Turkish uh, airmen missing. Um, It allegedly was flying at a high rate of speed, crossing the Syria's uh, airspace slightly. They said it was not an uncommon issue. They'd never had a problem before. Um, and I said this before, and I'll say it again. I think they will fly in NATO reconnaissance to try to get some looks inside Syria. Now, what, do you base that on anything that you've read, or is that an, an assumption? No, that's totally an assumption on my behalf. Okay. Um, but that's what I believe was going on. And they were using uh, a regular flight path that they use on a regular basis. And I think they'd gotten away with it so much that they didn't expect a uh, well a surface-to-air missile. And it was... a Syria has some newer Russian uh, anti-air defense missiles. Um, they have the S-200 system, and I think there's a, another one out there too. But now let me play devil's advocate here. Okay. If 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 a foreign country overflew a portion of the United States mm-hmm. in a war plane, mm-hmm. would we not shoot them down? It well, wouldn't get it wouldn't get near the United States. Exactly, but if it did. I assume that we would no, it would be shot down before it got here. Yo, no, absolutely. So, so, and I, I, don't get me, don't take me wrong. I'm gonna, I'm, no, I'm gonna get called the hippie and everything else again. So, Syria, Syria shot down a warplane that was in its airspace just because they hadn't done it before, just because you didn't get caught speeding before or whatever it is, doesn't mean that you're not gonna pay for it at one time or another. And I'm not, I'm not promoting the shoot down of the Turkish jet. At all, I think it's a, it's a, it's a huge problem. But it, we would shoot down a warplane that was crossing our airspace, and Syria crossed a warplane that was in its warspace at a time at a time when tensions were already elevated, and and um, just because it had been done before, you have different tensions, different times. I don't know. What do you think, Rooster? I'll let you go, and then I'll I'll say my piece. I think it was a war plane over Syria's airspace, but who really cares? Well, do you, do you think well, Syria has has a right to defend their airspace? I'll tell you why um, I'm here, because I'm afraid of where this could possibly go. Yes. Yeah, but, but you know what's going to happen is Mitt Romney's going to get elected in office, and the same thing's going to happen when he gets elected that happened when Reagan got elected. All of a sudden, Syria and Russia and Turkey and Pakistan, they're going to be our best friends. Because they know we'll kick their ass at that point. But let's say that's let's right. And as as Clint's Secretary of State, <laughs> I would I would stand up in the United Nations and give a speech, and I would name China, Russia, Turkey, Pakistan, Syria, Iraq, Iran, and I would tell them to just remember that we've got planes that you can't even see. And no, until and you can see them, keep that in the back of your heads. And then I just. Sit down in my seat. <laughs> the only problem, the only problem with giving that speech is you have to have somebody in the office that has some balls. And right now we don't because they're in Michelle's pocketbook. <laughs> well, my problem is, is at what point um, do they realize that the elections coming in Syria, Iran, all those countries right now, 
they know right now if they pop off before November, then if if Iran tries to hit Israel, if Turkey tries to hit Syria, vice versa, though if they do it sooner rather than later, they're dealing with Obama uh, for the American response. They'll deal with NATO to a certain point, but we carry the big stick with NATO. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's Britain and a couple other ones. So would it be for them sooner rather than later? No, because, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you're talking, what, uh, six, seven months? That's not a long yeah. time. They've waited They've waited too long, and and they know what's going to happen. I mean, we're, we're still on course, and, and conservative Al-Qai predicted it. I'm standing by my prediction, a landslide victory by Mitt Romney. Well, and that's the case, but you also, I think a lot of these countries already have a standing military plan. It's not hard to enact it once they get going. And I think I think Turkey's telling a little bit of a tale what they're afraid of because they have all their troops lined up on the Syrian border right now. Okay, well, you know, let them go at it. We have I a totally, military plan, too. I totally agree, let them go at it. But the problem is, like everything else, if they invoke Article 4 of NATO, we're part of NATO. Okay, then we go in with the planes that people can't see. <laughs> and 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 show them what the planes that people can't see can do. I'm not going to send troops you. over there to get them killed. Send the no. invisible planes. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. <laughs> what do you think? I don't think we should be involved in this conflict. I agree. I, I really don't. I think it's a no-win for the United States. But it's always a no-win when we get involved in the conflict. It's always yeah, a no-win. Yeah, but until the United States starts to like pump its own gas, we have to be there. Well, and, well, and that brings up another that brings up another you know interesting point, obviously about about energy um, independence. But I, I don't I don't know I, I don't think we should. I would stay out of this out of this one. This one is it has too much uh, too much potential to blow up into into uh, world war III. into a, yeah a, a world war. But you, I really well, it, you you can't get out of it because you're already in it. Yeah, but we're not. I, we're I not as of right now. We're not as of right now. And and even if even if Turkey tries to enact Article Four, I mean they've they've left us hanging a lot. But besides that, I think that would turn this into a into a into a global conflict. And uh, and I just it would go. Well, but you can't be. have a you can't have a country tell you that we're going to turn off your gas pumps because that's basically what Iran's told us. And if Iran goes and does that. We have to undo it. Well, uh, but that also brings up, you want to talk about uh, energy independence. Um, we have The oil reserve in North Dakota they're looking at right now is said to be possibly one of the biggest in the world. We also have the ones in Alaska. And this seg- segues me into one of my favorite topics, which is OPEC. And those pain-in-the-ass bastards over there, which, surprisingly, gas prices being so high right now, which kills me because we use far less energy now than we did 10 years ago. But the closer we get to November, what are the gas prices doing all of a sudden? Dropping. Like OPEC would be the, the the organization that's run by the the people that'll kill a woman for adultery, but uh, all the husbands are watching porn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that the one. Okay. We we've come we, out of them on a regular basis. We do, and we have the reserves here in our own country to to have to, to be independent. We do, and not only to be independent, but to to export. We have the reserves in the Gulf, uh, but hey, we've outsourced those jobs, and and 
sent rigs to Mexico and have given other nations money to drill in the Gulf where we should be drilling. And I mean, that's a whole that's a that's a huge other issue. Well, but if, as far as the Syria goes, I I completely disagree of us being involved. And I the other thing I think that's I don't know how much it's being discussed. I haven't seen very much on this point. But does a nation have a right to defend itself when an enemy or other nation's uh, war aircraft, ship, whatever, crosses into its borders and potentially poses a threat? I, I think it does. We, we do. So why can we say that, that it's okay for us to do it versus, and another country can't just because we're the United States? And because of that, I think that not just because of that, but I think that's a, a strong case for us to, to stay out of it. Turkey flew a warplane over a, another sovereign nation's um, a, airspace. Hey, hey, Rooster, just so you know, we get a lot of feedback. I get to cut the line. I can barely hear anything on your end right now. So, um, That's cool. I get to cut I'm, the I'm going to bed, guys. <laughs> All right. Hey, hey thanks, have a good Rooster. Night. I thanks appreciate it. as always, Rooster. All right, guys. Thank you, sir. Good night, sir. No, I agree with you. Um, I agree with you. It shouldn't be our problem. And I hope it's that not it our problem. It's our problem, but is it going to be made to be our problem? Are we going to make it our problem? Is our government going to try to make it our problem? You know, is this going to be him trying to show that he has a set just before the election that, hey, I can stand up to a big challenge. I can stand up to a Russian-backed country. You know what? I give him credit when he green-lighted the, uh, the operation against Osama bin Laden. Well, I give him credit for doing it. It is uh, – I hate – and I'm, this is where some people are getting mad at me, and I really don't care. I give him credit for making the right decision, but it was hard to not make the right decision based on – and I wasn't there. I wasn't in the room. I don't know all the intelligence. But based on what I've read and what I've seen, they were pretty much 99.9%. That was him. He was there, and they were going to get him. You know what? President Clinton had an opportunity to get him, and, and he, he passed on it, and right. he didn't. This, this, this he didn't president, know about it. Right. President Obama he, made the call. He had the intel. He made the call. The off went off. They got him. I, I, look, I, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. And, and he absolutely made the right call in that case. I'm very thankful uh, to the president for making that call, and uh, and I'll give him the credit he deserves. In this in this case with Syria, I hope he doesn't get involved. I think that that the, the risk look look at where we are right now as far as blood and treasure that's been expended in the Gulf region, oh, as far as as far as Iraq, Afghanistan. Now now you're going to contemplate going in to to a conflict where, where you have Syria and Russia, and now. Hey, NATO gets invoked. So what? 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 You got Belgium, Canada, Denmark, France, Italy, France. Uh, Norway, Portugal, France, Greece. Although they don't have anything, so I'm pretty sure they had to sell off their military. Um, Germany, Spain. I mean, you have how, how many countries? Spain, and then I don't know how many members of the formal Warsaw Pact came over after the collapse of of the Soviet Union. But I think we have some of those nations that are now part of NATO as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. No. I so. Latvia and a couple other ones. Okay, so now you have these countries that were part of the formal Soviet Union that now you have Russia and China, perhaps North Korea get involved. I mean, oh, it'll go global fast. It, absolutely, and, that, and that's, that's why I think we and need. And I agree that we need to stay out. I just hope that with the numbers being what they are, that he doesn't try to be a political strongman right now and say, hey, I know it's Syria, I know they're really cut tight with Russia. Everyone views me as weak on Russia, which we've said before, the whole hot incident. I'm going to take this as my chance to stand up to the Russians. 
And I hope it doesn't backfire. I hope we don't get into a conflict that we don't belong in. I got an idea. I'm ready for your idea. Because it'd be really expensive. What about if we gave him the option to keep health care or to get involved in this conflict if that's what he wants to do? Okay. Let him flip the coin or choose however he wants. Yeah, no, I vote no on both. <laughs> Rooster says the world was a much better place when the U.S. was known as a bully. <laughs> it's true. When we had certain people, and it started um, it started officially with Carter and the botched uh, Iranian hostages. I think the world was a better place when, when the world knew that the United States wasn't going to take any crap. Yeah, no, um, I totally agree with you. And we have the ability to maintain ourselves and take care of ourselves and our close friends and allies. We talked about that before. I have no problem with our true close friends and allies, not our pseudo friends or our fake friends who just because we buy oil from them. And that we pump money into. Fine, you don't want to sell us oil? Guess what? We're cutting off all Everything. foreign aid. Everything. Congratulations. Hey, good job. You just pissed us off, so now you're not getting any money. Yeah, but then, you know, the U.N. would come after us because I'm sure there'd be a human rights violation. Oh, wait, that is – okay, then we cut off funding to them too. How are they going to come well, after like us with idea. no funding? I think the U.N. We, hey, all their I got an idea. We keep all of our money. You guys handle your own crap. If you screw with any of our citizens or any of our, of our uh, interests that are going to hurt uh, our people, then we're going to come after you. Or our friends. I, I, there are a few allies. If they need help, Israel. There are a few allies, Israel. Uh, Great Britain. England, yeah, there's, uh, Canada. There's a few allies that I say, hey, yeah. Canada? I, yeah, you know, they Nobody have has that health care. Exactly. That's, I mean, can you really – do you trust the person that nobody has a beef with? I mean, really. Well, Because they're kind of like a million. They fit in with kind of whoever. Two, it's one of two things. They either have a lot of really dark, dirty crap going on. Right. Or they are truly like the world's nicest people. That's a good. That's a good point. I don't know which one that is. Um, I'm going to go with nicest people because I like to see the good. Yeah, I and I've known a bunch of Canadians and uh, all really nice people. Really? Yeah, I've never met a. I've personally never met a Canadian where I'm like, wow, that guy was a jerk, eh? Uh, <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, there's a few allies we'd have to take care of. I hope we stay out of it. And uh, you know, Roost brings up a good point too in the chat room is that Israel doesn't need defending. Because they're badasses. They are total badasses. My problem is if everyone starts turning sights on Israel in the Middle East that hates them, it may get ugly for them. And uh, they've suffered enough. We After World War II, we put them in a place where everybody wants to kill them, and they've been dealing with it ever since. I agree. On that topic, let's take a break. And, we'll be uh, back in a couple minutes, folks. See ya. I play the rant music, really? No, really. Don't over Hey guys, it's Sean from Sack Kids Radio. I want to talk to you a minute about our friends over at HomefrontHugs.com. They're an amazing organization of volunteers who take their time, effort, and money to take care of our troops overseas as they serve our great nation. HomefrontHugs.com. You can donate, write letters to troops, adopt a troop, you name it, you can do it. Help those wonderful folks who protect our freedoms. Go to HomefrontHugs.com. Tell them Sack Kids Radio sent you. Hey guys, it's Sean from Sackheads Radio. I know, I know I've said it before. Check out our friends at conservativeoutcry.net, but I really mean it. You want interesting and exciting political commentary and analysis? That is the place to get it. Different, always spot on, always truthful, never pulling a punch. 
conservativeoutcry.net. Tell Rooster to get Bulldog back on and that Sackheads Radio sent you. And also, coming soon, the Sackheads Radio Forum on conservativeoutcry.net. Hey guys, do you like our news briefs? Better yet, do you like the amazing voice that does our news briefs? Do you need some audio work done? Check out PlatinumVocalCords.com. Our friend Vanessa has years of broadcast experience. She's an absolute professional. She'll work with you, get the sound exactly how you'd want it. So go to PlatinumVocalCords.com. Tell them Sackheads Radio sent you. Do you have some breaking news you want the Sackheads Radio Show to cover? Call us at 1-877-308-1866 and be a news hound like this gal. Hey, so I heard that... um uh, huh, what did I hear? Yeah, I forgot. Dang it, he when I do that. Alright, um, go Sackheads Radio. That's right, with information like that, it's got to make it on the air. So give us a call at 1-877-308-1866 and be a news hound. Now back to Clint and Sean on Sackheads Radio, where it is elegancy and quality. Oh, this has just been an engineering disaster. Oh my gosh. Hey, so I wanna, I wanna, I wanna ask you a question. Hold on, the phone number is three four seven two zero five nine three nine nine. The phone lines are open. Uh, if you can weasel your way into an open one, that'd be great. You know, I want to, uh, wait, what number is that? Yeah, we're not taking that caller either. Is that your mom? No. Oh, all right. Um, so you don't remember that number? <laughs> I might. I okay. might not. Yeah. We're not talking about that person. So the, uh, I want to, I want to talk a couple things. First of all, um, I think Mitt Romney is going to be hit on, on the healthcare issue. Um, I know he's taking a lot of heat for for Bain Capital and, and some other things right now. And yeah. which yeah. even CNN is turning around saying that they're quote unquote swift voting him like the Republicans did to Kerry. Yeah, and they're turning around and saying even CNN, who is like the Obama Communist News like, Network, is that? Yeah. I don't know what it stands for. Okay, it, it's he, it's Obama's that and MSNBC are like his free publicity every day. Right. Here's that idiot Chris Matthews who's nothing but a screaming moron. And he's fat. Uh, he's just, you know what? I don't hate a lot of people. I hate him. Do you really? I he every time I see him, all he does is once somebody proves him wrong with something, he just yells at them until the end until the end of the bit. That's all he does. He's nothing but a piece of. He's a hot air machine, and we're trying to be good. And I'm trying to watch the language, and I almost now he, lost you almost did. Now he has a lot of money, and he might be sending people after you. Good. But I don't. <laughs> Anytime Chris wants to come on the show, I guarantee I can out-yell him. It may be incoherent. But Why so would you want to do that, though? Make him look like an, a complete ass and just argue the facts, and he can't defend that. Every time I look at him, I always think of Chris Farley's character from Saturday Night Live uh, fully. Is it, you know what? He he has – you know how some people you just look at and you just don't like? And you don't know why. You just – you look at them and you're like, I don't – I just – he has the face of somebody I just want to yeah. punch. And not that I'm a violent person, but he has a face for radio, he, like, like we do, which is why we're right. Which is, here. And when we're in public, we wear paper bags. Right. I've I've heard this though. I think Mitt Romney's going to be hit again. He's going to be hit hard on the healthcare thing, and and I want to touch on this briefly before we move on. 
um, to to another another point is I think one thing that he needs to do is he's going to keep being hit on the health care thing and and President Obama is going to come out and, and say that hey he raised taxes in Massachusetts if this is a tax then he raised taxes in his state blah 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 one thing and I don't think that Romney is very good at it but I think what he needs to stick to to really get his message out is hey we passed health care in Massachusetts because it was a state solution for a state problem, and the Tenth Amendment to the Constitution gives the state the right to do that. And the people voted what, for it. And the people voted for it, but we're talking state that enacted it. Now, you had the federal government that enacted a federal health care bill in violation of the United States Constitution, in violation of the Tenth Amendment, and that is the difference. They imposed a penalty on the people, although now it's a tax um, in, to penalize you for failing to do something on a federal level, which is unconstitutional, whereas what I did, and I think this is what, I, what Romney needs to say, what I did is address a local state issue and impose a state solution for that problem in accordance with the Tenth Amendment. One person wants to trample on the Tenth Amendment and states' rights, whereas I actually utilize that to solve a problem in my state. And then own whether it worked out or not. Own it. Hey, yes, I it didn't work out. It did work out. Whatever your your position is going to be from there. That's that's the first thing I, I wanted I wanted to discuss on him. The second thing I wanted to discuss is is something that that is kind of an interesting point, and that is this. I don't think Mitt Romney was the strongest for the Republicans to run. And something I have to I have to question, and I think it's a legitimate question, is. Are the Republicans truly not trying to win this election? And that sounds absurd on its face, but it the, more, a little crazy. the more I think about this, you have health care that's going to take effect in, what, 2014, I think? Yeah, so, that's when it will be like 100% implemented, I believe. Okay, so into the next president's term. And if the Republicans cannot get health care overturned, which would be very difficult to do, if they cannot get control of the Senate and the presidency and, and overturn this law, then it's going to go into effect. And everything, the major government programs, or entities that are created, um, the taxes and so forth are going to come in, and the economy will be hurt. Businesses will suffer um, and, and be hurt by this. And one term into this presidency, we will start seeing some of the results of this health care bill, I think. And as a result, that president be it Mitt Romney, if he wins, would be blamed, and the Democrats would be able to seize control again. Whereas if the Republicans lose the election, and Obama owns this four years, and he owns the next four years, and the nation essentially is transformed, and would would probably be close to financial ruin. Well, we are now, if you look at our debt, and we won't, all of the sacred cows, nobody's will the social programs or anything to do what it takes. Uh, yeah, to save, to save this country. Just want to keep yeah, and and this health care bill is gonna is gonna push it even closer to the edge, if not over the edge. It's gonna add like another ten trillion, I think. So, so he would own that, and the Republicans would be able to seize control. I think for a, a two-term Republican president and at least a one-term Republican follow-up. So for twelve years, perhaps even sixteen years, um, while they while they tried to turn things around, and I and I have to wonder. Because these people are not stupid politically. So are they running Mitt Romney, who 
and and let's face it, religion should not be an issue in this race. It should not. But it's I am, totally I am, going to be with us. But it's going to be, and especially, and especially in the Bible Belt. Mm-hmm. Are people going to stay home and not vote for Mitt Romney, and and as a result let President Obama win? So would the Republicans put somebody up who is weak with that in mind? And I think that's a legitimate question. And I I, I think what we'll be telling is who he chooses as a vice president or who the Republican Party chooses as a vice president. If they choose a, a conservative, uh, conservative value, conservative Christian, um, pro-Constitution person and not a progressive or which, hey, I think Romney is a progressive light. I do. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, if, they, if they choose somebody who's conservative to counterbalance them and to get that vote, then I, then I, might, I might rethink this. And, and I'm not saying that this is the case, but I'm posing it as a possibility. And, and I want, what's, what's your feedback? Well, you know, it's one of those things, too. I agree with you um, to a point. I think they're at that weird crossroads where they put all their ducks or all their uh, eggs in one basket. Ducks. Why would I? All their ducks. Ducks in, in a row. You were thinking ducks in a row, eggs in a basket. But you can put Romney. eggs in a row, and you can put ducks in a basket. So you're fine. <laughs> so they put them all behind Romney and take a chance. Ducks or the eggs? And hope um, ducks. Okay. And hope that he wins. And in order to do that, you would have to have, like you said, a strong conservative VP. They'd have to have a Bobby Jindal, a Mark Rubio. Um, my personal favorite would be a Chris Christie. Um, or do they go with somebody who's kind of a light progressive Republican, too, uh, names being thrown out? There prominently would be uh, Condoleezza Rice, Dr. Rice. So it's going to be interesting. The next month is going to be very telling, I think. It will. Uh, and the other the other thing and it's been talked about before is what's going to happen when they get to the uh, RNC convention in Florida. What are the delegates going to do? And that's a good point. Now, here's the thing. Does, does Romney announce the vice presidential candidate uh, before the convention? I hope not because well, then who the heck would watch the convention? The what's that? Before he officially wins the nomination. I mean, is that a smart political move? Well, not only that, but who would watch the convention if they already know who his who running mate would exactly. be? I wouldn't. Would you? Yeah. But, I mean, we know what the talking points are. Exactly. Everyone knows what the talking points do, do you, are. Do you think the Republicans ran him intentionally as a weak candidate? Because the party put a, a lot of money, and the party establishment backed him. And I am not a big party establishment person. You guys know that if you listen to the show. But did the Republican establishment – they pushed him hard. What was, their, what, what was the reason behind it? Was it because he was truly a strong candidate? Well, was it the best that they had? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, in my opinion, no. Yeah. But but guess guess what, Governor Romney, sir, I'm a conservative, and you need to earn my vote. Well, he needs to. If he's going to be a conservative, he needs to show his conservative. He does, and and I for one am not going to vote for somebody simply because they're an R and they're going against Obama. I I want my vote to count, and, and I, I'm going to vote for the for the for the principled person, the person that's great. And I'm not saying that's not. Governor Romney, but what I'm saying is, Governor, if you want my vote, earn it. Well, Mr. President, if you want my vote, earn it. And I'm at that weird crossroads because as much as I agree that you should vote the person that you want to be in office, and if they're not there, then you should find them. But I also I get nervous with uh, the president being in there with four years, and he's kind of carte blanche at that point. I figured best he'll day I throw a little French in. That was pretty good. Um, you know, it, what he gonna do? How much more is he going to unleash? Um, and what well, at that point, he has nobody to answer to, so yeah, at all. probably a lot. Exactly. 
And but you know what? Country sustain another four years of progressive, uber liberal uh, uh, laws and changes. Just say crap. Just say crap. It's Just say BS. crap. Thank you. Total BS. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. Does does do we deserve it? No. Is it at what point? See, I disagree. I think just like we talked about before with the 17th yeah. Amendment. Wow. Yep. Wow. Brought it right around. Where that came about because the people failed in their responsibility to elect principal politicians in order to up a law and not become corrupt. It's the people's responsibility that they're electing these people, and by these people I mean progressives that are trying to change this country uh, from what it was supposed to be from and from, from what it even what it is now, into something else, something unrecognizable, uh, more towards a socialist state. It's the responsibility of the people, but people don't take that responsibility serious. They say, you know what, I'm a Democrat, um, and my union says vote Democrat, so I'm going to vote Democrat. Or, hey, I'm a Republican, or I just don't want to see Obama, so I'm going to vote this way, as opposed to really looking at the issues in the individual and, and, and voting that way. I think that's what us in this trouble. So do we as a country deserve where we are? I, 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 would, I don't want to say yes, but at the, same, at the same time, it is the fault of the people. It is our fault. We need to wake up and, and, and take a look at the issues and know our history and, and vote for principled leaders to, to, um, take to over be great and- again. Right, and that's the key thing is making this country great again. Um, GT GGT one eighty three in our chat room. So if you're not in the chat room, that's your fault. Um, brought up a really good point. Um, is that Republican VP has to be nominated according to Republican Party rules, and that's true to a point. But usually, what happens is everyone's already kind of decided who's going to vote for going into it, and that's kind of been the past. But I'll tell you right now, if they go in and there's no clear cut decision, um, then Ron Paul's got a lot of delegates. And he, he does. Though, Ron Paul has a lot of delegates. Even though the general conservative party isn't necessarily Ron Paul fans, and you know he he did the nice thing by jumping onto the R this year instead of doing the independent thing that he usually does um, in order to not split the vote even more, he could upset and end up being the VP uh, candidate. He could, but you know what? How's how's about this? Let me throw let me throw this out there. How about instead of parties putting up their their candidates. Um, if you are a member of a political party or whatnot, you just you know what Th- this is this is who's running, and it's not just these two people. It's these however many people, however many Republicans, however many Democrats, however many Libertarians, whatever the case may be, and the 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 top electoral vote getter is the president, and the number two is the vice president, like what was when when we had uh, George Washington and John Adams. And yeah, you you. The actual person was voted for, not the party. And, you know, we've talked about this a million times. We'll warn against this two-party system that we're locked into. George by, Washington. By President Washington and General Washington, depending on when you're talking yeah, it's the them. same person. Um, they are the same person. I'm well aware of that. <laughs> Jeez, really, man? You're just going to do that to me? I just... You know, we try to have a nice there. show, and every single time... Hey, you can't... That's that's Sorry, my job. You're not that angry. Um, Where the hell was I? Oh, I was talking about... <laughs> President Washington. Or General Washington. Or General Washington, whichever one. I hate you right now. Um, we were Wait. against it, and we keep getting caught into it. We've been caught into it. Oh, no, that's not the general music. I'm sorry. 
No, but if you if he was walking in this room right now, I'd absolutely stand up and let that play. Um, one of the few people if I could go back in time and hang out with would be him. Oh, absolutely. He'd look at me and call me a fat lunatic, but whatever. Um, <laughs> nice haircut, Skull. So, uh, no, we you don't have, have hair. In the two-party system, we have to start choosing the best candidate. And if you're a conservative, you choose the best conservative candidate. If you're a liberal, it, then don't vote. No, I'm just I'm totally kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. But you know, and we've talked about this before too. Um, there's a difference between a Democrat and a progressive Democrat, just like the difference between a Republican and a progressive Republican. Mm-hmm. Uh, traditional Democrats aren't so far out that you can't work with them, talk with them. You can't find a, a common ground where everybody's agreeable. Progressives, on the other hand, way off base. I mean, well, progressives think that the Constitution is a living, breathing document, and blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah, exactly. And Moody likes to hug Sun Shower, who likes to hug the tree and is in the tree living. And Sam doesn't shave. And they're, well, and I, I love this too. And, you know, this goes to the vegetarian portion. If you love animals so much and that's why you're a vegetarian, why are you eating that food all the time? That's an interesting point, you know. <laughs> I never thought about that before. What are they going to eat? That That is an excellent point. I think that should be the thought to wrap up that conversation. Think about that. <laughs> if you can see the look I'm getting right now, I just took his point and turned it into a terrible veg- uh, vegetarian reference. Any closing thoughts on the show tonight? Are you kidding me after that? <laughs> what? Really? Come on. Join us next week when we decide what's better, liquor thongs or regular thongs. Oh, man, this show has been all sorts of over the road. So... Uh, my my final closing words. I know you, I we're gonna make an effort to do this all the time. We should do it all the time. Is uh, thank those of us uh, military, those of us Americans, military, uh, first responders, law enforcement, firefighters, everyone who goes to that front line and does the things that other people can't do, protects our freedoms, keeps us safe at night. Um, we want to thank you. And uh, if you're in the military and you're listening, or if you're a law enforcement officer or a firefighter and you're listening, we thank you. I want, I want to echo that thought. I want to thank our, our uh, men and women in uniform, uh, whatever uniform that is, uh, be it a uh, member of the armed forces or uh, a civilian law enforcement or firefighters, paramedics, first responders, and so UPS. forth. UPS. Yeah, no. You said uniform, sorry. I, I, I said. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, I got I got He's going to throw something at me. I'm, so, I'm done. I'm out. There. Hey, thanks for joining us. I can't work with you. This is so ridiculous. Check us out next Friday night. That's our last episode. It's not our last episode. We'll see you next Friday night at 1130. Be sure to check us out on Facebook at Sackheads Radio, Twitter at Sackheads. Check our forums out at conservativeoutcry.net. Thanks. (laughs) Give me that. Thank you guys very much. We'll talk to you next week. Oh, I can't even find the end music. Sorry, guys.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.